Hi, my name is Jason Barcham. I'm an associate partner with Servian New Zealand. Welcome to the Technology Whisperers, a technology and innovation podcast brought to you by Servian with your hosts Alice Ross and Sean Muller. Join us as we demystify the latest emerging innovative technologies for businesses of all shapes and sizes, sharing our thoughts on how you can improve your current technologies, practices and processes to transform your business. Welcome back to the Technology Whisperers. I am so chuffed, so pleased to be rejoined by Amanda to, again, talk to us about something that is, in my mind, is hugely important for people in the workplace, especially today with the shortage of workers that we have in, in information technology space, but it, it really goes across it. So we're going to have a really exciting episode today. Unfortunately, Alistair couldn't join us today, but he will be back for a future episode. In fact, I think he and I have one planned for later this week. So Amanda, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you very much, Sean. So so what are we what are we talking about in this? So what we're going to discuss today, as you know, I'm here representing one of my passions, which is Tech Women New Zealand, Women in Technology. And we are running a program that is very close to my heart, as well as yours, as you've been part of this as well with me, which is returning to IT, returning to technology. And I've also noticed that we're not the only ones doing this. So Cognizant yep. has a returnship program. Servian is doing something similar. And Microsoft does something called Returnity, which is returning after maternity. So there's an awful lot out there. And although our program, which focuses on career beginners, yep. which I'll go into soon, career developers and career establishers, it's not just about women coming into the workplace after they've been away. It is also the family unit, it's support around that, it's how, you know, our partnership in relationships or extended family. And so that's what I'd like to talk about today. So it's, it's quite a big topic, but I'm yeah. going to try and break it down into chunks. So, so why is this a problem? I mean, if, if someone, say, say someone takes time off from maternity or paternity leave and maybe wants to stay with the child till they're two or three, the most formidable years for mm. the child, or, you know, they just decide, I've seen some, some people that burn out of their roles and they go and they work in the Caribbean as a bartender yeah. for you know, a year or two to, to get their head back on straight and to balance everything. And then they come back. They, they should just be able to walk back into their role, right? I mean, it, there's not a problem with that, right? Can they just re-pick up where their career left off? or? Oh, if only. <laughs> <laughs> if it did, we wouldn't have this program. Well, it, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. So, so I'll break it down. So I personally have done all... I've done two parts of this role, the career beginner in IT, and I came to it late, mm. and the career developer, I've done the maternity, and now I'm in the career establisher phase. So career, if we take it in order, and I'll tell you my personal story and then link it through, I was, uh, I went into 
IT, a company called 3Com. Mm. Do you remember them? Oh, I, yes. I, <laughs> I have quite a bit of experience with 3Com. So I, I went into that company on end-user sales call, and we were remarkably close to the name 3M, which is the Post-it note brand. Yes. So the amount of phone calls I took for stationery, office stationery, <laughs> versus do you have a hub, do you have a router, mm. you know, that sort of thing. So I came into it quite late. I was 29. I'd been... I, done my acting you know world I'd sung and lived in Spain and the Canary Islands and I came back and I ended up as a career beginner quite late in in my life like Mm. wasn't at graduation or anything and came into IT and have been here ever since and so I went on that journey of having my skill set was communication, talking, friendly, listening, and I could sell ice to an Eskimo. You know, even though by nature I'm not a hunter, you know, I'm I'm all about the connection and the relationship. And so I, I succeeded quite quickly because I had the age, the maturity, the experience, and the skill set to take me from taking end user calls to being an account manager and then 18 months later a distribution channel account manager with you know millions and millions of dollars like 73 million dollars I think was my target through distribution yeah so so that was a really good example of a career you know beginner with transferable skills and I I think I went about it quite sensibly I had a lovely young boss who was younger than me and he drew this wonderful triangle on the board in my interview and he was like this is our gold partners this is our silver partners this is our bronze partners and blah 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 blah." and after about 10 minutes I just looked at him and went I don't know what the triangle is but if you want me to sell it (laughs) just point me to a phone and I, I got the job you know so it's those transferable skills so that's what we're talking about in Tech Women, our first section, which is up live on Tech Women New Zealand, it's on the landing page you can go through. And it talks about, are you a graduate? You know, like our Caleb and Erin yep. experience. And obviously Caleb's done Technology Whisperers, so mm. there's that yeah. aspect. We have you yourself, you've contributed. What do I look for when I'm bringing someone into my team, the transferable skills? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and those gifts that they have that they can bring to the table. Let's let's break down what you mean by transferable skills a little bit, because you did touch on them, but I, I'd like to go in a little bit deeper to them because I, I understand what you're talking about, but I think a lot of times... So sometimes somebody comes in for an interview and they, they don't have, you know, the bolded, underlined skills that I'm particularly looking for, but they have skills that are transferable over. And if and as an interviewer or a, even a manager, if I don't understand that, then oftentimes I, I miss out on a really great candidate that can come in and really do some awesome stuff. So when you talk about transferable skills, break that down a little bit for me. Yeah, sure. And and I'll pick up on what you just said. I think this is, do you remember at the beginning of our conversation, you said, why can't people just walk into the job? Right. So one of the sections that requires review and responsibility is the corporate company there, which is we'll touch on as well, which COVID has really helped with, yeah. because you can't go wide, you have to go deep, yeah. and you have to expand. So we can touch on that as well. So managers need to understand when somebody comes in with items that are listed on a CV, how far is that going to get your team culture, your 
company success, how they're going to fit in the values, and that's where considering their transferable skills. Yeah. So, for example, if you've got a service delivery manager who wants to be an account manager, they have communication skills, they have dealing with crisis skills, they have pulling people together, managing you know, bridges of people, communication to get to an outcome through, sure. through a problem, change management, they understand process. So even though they haven't sold, in inverted commas, they understand all the aspects that keeps a customer happy. Sure. And those are transferable. Because you you need, but you need skills that are transferable that might also not be able to be taught. You can be taught a lot of things. Yeah. But there are also some things that you come naturally with that heighten your ability to do the role. So we really talk on this this podcast about demystifying. Let's let's see if um, we can make this a little bit easier for people. So if if I'm a manager and somebody comes in with a CV, what am I looking for on that? What are they going to be putting on their CV that should be, um, that I should be going, oh, I need to dig into this. This might be a transferable skill. And and kind of conversely, if, if I'm coming to a role and I know that I might have some of these transferable skills, what should I put on that CV to highlight the fact that, that I'm... Yeah. Well, absolutely. And I think from your perspective from hiring, you've got like a wonderful perspective to add more depth to that as well. From my perspective, I would encourage everybody to go to the bottom and see if they've traveled. Yeah. <laughs> Admittedly, that that may have only been around New Zealand in the past 18 months to two years. But travel brings around a huge amount of responsibility, experience, communication, and being, you know, so solo reliable. Mm. So you have to rely on yourself and you have to learn how to communicate in a different country you have to learn how to travel that country you have to learn how to navigate your way through something new and that normally gives you a really I would always be looking for as well how long you know I I, I don't believe that long tenure in a company is necessarily a good or a bad thing but I do think it's a great mark if you can see somebody in a role but slightly changing their role growing their role and adding bits to it because I think that shows that they've or they want to do more, develop more, they're mm. open to more. Mm. What's your perspective on that? Well, I, I think you're right. I, this is one of those ones. I interviewed someone about six months ago and they had worked for the same company for about 15 years and they only had one role description. But when I talked to him, that was only the last role they had did with the company. But it, his comment to me was, if I put all the things I did over 15 years in it, that would be like six pages long. And I've been told that my CV should be four pages. And I said, I said, that's fine. Then each one of your roles created as another job in it to communicate to me that you've changed roles or jobs within the company. It's okay that you didn't change companies. By the way, I agree with you that it's not a positive or a negative. There are positives to both sides. If you have somebody that changes jobs every three months, then by talking with them, oftentimes I'll, I'll say, do you do a lot of contracting work? Do you do a lot of small works? Do you run your basically your own business as yourself? That's a really positive thing to do. The flip side of it is, is that, like, like you said, they might have been in the same company, which says they're dedicated to that company. They have a lot of respect for the company. They have loyalty to the company. And, but it just may be that their career progression has not gotten to the point where they're ready to go and do something else. And there's not an opportunity within that company. But teasing that out, it, it is kind of a discussion thing. 
And it's not as simple as boiling it down to a hacker rank or mm. I'm going to bombard you with technical questions yep. to figure this out. It's more of a conversation you have to have with them about it. Yeah, absolutely. And so that opens us up to a few things. So the first one we were talking about career developer, uh, sorry, career beginner, what should people target? So if you've been traveling for 18 months then you highlight that yeah. uh, you know and you 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 make sure that you talk about it in your interview if you've been a barista and you're applying for a role in the call center then you talk about well you know I've got interaction skills communication financial because I managed the money you know yeah. I've you know I had managerial experience because I managed everybody on a Wednesday yeah. you know these are all transferable skills well even if you're a stay-at-home mom right I mean a stay-at-home oh, we'll mom get to that has <laughs> Massive amount of, of managerial skills and Absolutely. communication skills and planning skills and everything else. And, you know, I, I remember back when I first got into IT, which is going back 30 years now. What we heard in schools was is that when you filled out your CV, if there was a gap, you made sure you explained it why the, the gap was there. Now, you explained it, but you didn't go into any detail. And I think that's changed now. I think now, not only do you want to, you don't have to explain the gap. You have to talk about what you did in that gap between the two roles. And if that's absolutely two years raising, you know, a two-year-old, there's a bunch of skills in that that you could be including in that job role. Yeah, so so this comes into the big section, career developers, and that's our bit around maternity and paternity, yep. right? And so... How do we support people is a big conversation. So I always start off by, so I recently <laughs> did um, Tech TV last Monday yep. on exactly this topic. And the host, David, read out my information that I'd written on the email. And he went, this is amusing, he said, because it's written here that women are the only part of the partnership that have the uterus and really should be, you know, supportive of that. And I laughed and he went, did you write that, Amanda? And I was like, yeah, I did. I said, but it's true. You know, we can't, you, we can't, shouldn't be penalised for being the only half of this partnership that is working, you know, supplying the economy and carrying a child. And then for six months minimum, we're at home, connected to that child, oh, raising yeah. a family, you know, and... This section is really big and really deep, and so I'm going to touch on a few topics. And this is what we're working on now in our Tech Women Return to IT program, because Return to Tech. So it's huge. There's legal aspects. Oh, there's absolutely. HR aspects. There's confidence aspects. How do you return back to work as a mum? Oh, yeah. Who's been off? You've sat down with your husband and your extended family, your support group, right? Because as we know, it takes a village yep. to raise a family and work. Yeah. May I say, yeah. right? So for us, when we are carrying a baby, a great man, great husband is an observer and a partner, and our body goes through those changes. And businesses and corporates um, need to become much more aware that these physical changes are growing a person. We don't, we're, we, we, we touch on that a bit like washing yep. at the moment, you know, how you greenwash stuff, but we don't really understand. But now that we have much more women in IT, in CEO roles or senior leadership roles, they get it. They've walked the walk. Yeah. They're not an observer talking the talk. 
They've walked the walk, they've carried it, they've got up at 4.30am, they've gone to the office at 6am, their boobs have leaked, you know, they've had to go and express at 11am, yep. they've got driving home in rush hour, boobs are still leaking, they go home, you know, have those, those two hours with their baby, someone else has been looking after it. You know, so if you make a choice to stay at home as well, you're talking about those transferable skills again. And I'm going to point to Michelle and Tash, who are two of the best examples of this, because they run their lives around being incredible mothers and successful women in our business, right? Oh, absolutely. They get up at stupid o'clock, they walk the dog, they go to CrossFit, they come back, they make their children's breakfast, they take the kids to school, they fit in an hour's work before they take them to school. They sit down, they work from nine till three, then they take them to dance lesson, then they take them to ballet lesson, come home, make dinner, sit down, do some work so they've you know they have absolutely created a life of balance which is exhausting but they've had to create and they have supportive partners with them Kevin and Joe you know helping their partners taking four days a week instead of five days a week working that out with our HR these are things that are pioneering that support the (laughs) baby making side and we we have to move into this world in 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 much more depth and sorry I'm, I'm on a roll now and the trans Transferable skills. If you stayed at home for four years, you have crisis management. Where are my leggings, mom? I need to be at ballet in like two seconds. Where are my pink ones without the hole? Crisis management. You've got a holistic environment. You understand where's baby Emma? Where's little Jack? Who's got rugby? Who's got ballet? Are they in the uniforms? Are they in the dryer? Are they in the wash? Who's got a birthday party afterwards? It's five o'clock in the evening. Who needs to have a sleepover? Who's coming over? What do we need to prepare for tomorrow? Boom. You know, so you've got all this task management, social calendar, nurturing. You've got a holistic perspective of what's going on. You've got financial management, time management. All of these things come into a team and create a much better environment. You may have, as a woman, had your career impacted because you have taken two or four or six years off Mm. and you are now technically behind. But that doesn't mean that your skill set of what you can do is behind. It just means that you're going to work harder in six months to catch up than other people that have been in that job for the six years that you took off. And the women that we see in our company are proof of that. Oh, absolutely. I, I I wouldn't disagree in any way, shape, or form. I think so. Servian is Servian in New Zealand is is. I think we have a little bit better approach on how we deal with it, and and so oftentimes when the HR team or the the talent acquisition team goes out and looks at people, they're asking those questions. Yeah. I think that you know. If your talent team within your organization is not thinking about that, and by the way, large organizations, Servian in New Zealand is not a large organization. I I mean, you have experience working at 3Com. That's a large organization. I have experience working with large organizations. Oftentimes, the talent acquisition or the HR people don't even understand the jobs they're posting roles for. Correct. So they tend to default to Okay, what certifications do they have? How long have they worked in that job? Do they have a college degree? You know, do they have gaps in their CV? And what they do is they get a stack of CVs and anything that doesn't fit those square pegs, they just bin them. 
Well, you've said now it's all done by AI and... Oh, yeah. So it's even, <laughs> yes, it's even worse. So in the United States and Europe, uh, a lot of those organizations are now going to... Because what's happening is the stack of CVs is, is double what it was five years ago. And now it's electric, obviously. It's yes. all electronic. And so what's happening is, is they're using algorithms... Yeah to pre-filter what the HR people see, but then the HR people feel. So it's, you know, how do you write an algorithm that looks at it and says, this person learned (laughs) crisis management because they were a mom for two years. Yeah. Um, Unless the the person that is filling out their CV puts in there, I did crisis management with a little paragraph of how I did crisis management, there's no way for the algorithm to get it. So the, the two pieces of that are, and this is this is important. If you are returning to work, you need to be thinking about all these things that you did, and and don't undersell yourself in these skills that you've picked, and and highlight them. And if you're on the hiring side, whether you're a manager, talent acquisition, uh, HR, large organization, you need to be thinking about how these people will make your organization more rounded, more resilient more successful in the long run than everybody being the same square peg that fits in a square hole. And you are so right. And what I've noticed, and maybe you have as well, like Servian does this quite well. Oh, yeah. You know, Servian New Zealand, Jane, our HR manager, is, is you know, very nurturing and empathetic. Oh, absolutely. Empathetic. So she she's, she, and, and Stu, obviously, and the SLT, all the management, we create a like-for-like environment where you have a lot of people with the same values. But what we're talking about on a wider scale is absolutely what you said. There's a couple of points to this. One is the people that are hiring, and I go back to my original conversation with Matt Hadlow (laughs) all that that time ago. How do you attract in people who are returning to work? And that's in the wording, in the the job descriptions. There are ways to do that that you can Google. So, And for our people that are returning to work or returning to IT, returning to tech after maternity, don't be humble about what you've experience for two years four years six years because your technical skill set even though yes that has taken a knock your personal power skill set has moved forward so much and that needs to have the attention from hiring managers to understand like you said the benefits and one of the other things that women are notoriously bad at doing is backing themselves you know we're doing we have programs like dare to lead by Brené Brown lead with vulnerability women rising with Microsoft which is saying to women because we're trying to navigate a world in which we are business people we are mothers we are wives we are you know daughters with older parents or you know we have all of these things and our brain is wired to be more cautious whereas men's brains are developed to be more forward moving because you were hunters right you know back in the day a long time ago so but so we have nature and nurture there and we have physiology as well so there's a lot of aspects to this and I don't think personally that I can't talk for America or England, but I think New Zealand government needs to push forward. I can see it a couple, you know, I can see it going that way, Mm. but there still isn't enough understanding or maybe women in high leadership roles to push that aspect forward because we are, it is a, a different environment now. And it's only been like 
what, 80 years since we've been in business yeah. like this, or 40 yeah. in my lifetime. Yeah. You remember you, you know, ball-busting, breaking 80s women with massive hair and shoulder pads that didn't have children. You know, it's very yeah. different now. We have a prime minister, whether you vote for her or not, like her or loather. You know, she's a, she's a mother of a, of a child being supported by her network and running a country, oh, yeah. you know? Well, I, so the... The New Zealand government ministries are actually a perfect example of really large organizations where oftentimes the talent acquisition are aimed or geared towards hiring for whatever that ministry does and not for IT. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so what happens is, is that they, they, don't know, they don't know how to hire for IT, so yeah. they default back to a templated format. And, and, and you're right, the people returning to work don't fit into that templated unless – they do a lot of work in their CVs. They don't fit into that templated. And you know what it's like to have an army of children. When are oh. you going to do that? You oh, know, yeah. Yeah, when are exactly. you going to fit that in? So, yeah, I think this section's huge. Yeah. You know, career establisher, the maternity, paternity, extended family is massive. And if any of the um, listeners want to contribute, I, I would be really interested in that. So we'll put the link in at yeah. the... Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because I love, we love hearing about um, people's stories, the support they've got, the experiences that they've had around changing the way uh, companies are hiring people, which yep. is changing. We've got yeah. some incredible women in tech, women, the council now and members with so much to add into this. So many successful working mothers. Oh, yeah. Because we do push ourselves a heck of a lot more, and I think because we, we, we feel guilty that we're taking time away from our family, it, you know, so there's all of this is not just business, it's emotions. Right, absolutely. And then that leads us to the final bit. Yep. Career, so we've got career beginners, career developers, and career establishers. So this is my phase and our phase, Sean, which is where parents have got older. You may need to take some time off to look after the parents or somebody. Oh no, hold sick. on, hold on. T- time off? A sabbatical, is it? Uh. <laughs> or you might go traveling for four months with your two children, you know, because they're 12 and 13 or 15 and 16, and you know it's going to be the only chance you get before mm. you have to come back and pay for university for 10 years, you know. So this phase is all about the the supporting of people that are coming back after taking six months off or a year off. Right. They've got all the skill set, you know, they've, they've been managerial they've done all these amazing roles they went off and started a business yeah they went off and made coffee for yeah. two years yeah. and then covid destroyed that they went off and ran a business you know or um, they, they went and did the gig economy for a while where they just picked up little contracting jobs yeah. overseas yeah. for a while uh, yeah, yeah yeah and so these these people who again have again exactly what we've talked about it's all about adding on to that what do you put on your cv what are your transferable yep. skills what have you learned in those two years patience yep. <laughs> you know money management when you've got your own business how to survive you know watching something fail and rebuild yourself so uh, if this is another thing that that we should talk about touch on is is those power skills Skills that are technical can be learned. Yeah. Resilience is something you learn through a different format. That's a life skill. Yeah. Communication, how to really fail at it and learn how to become much better at it. Yeah. Learning how to listen. You know, all of these skills are power skills. Having empathy, you know, really stopping and learning 
everybody's name <laughs> outside of your team and understanding you know what drives them so, so all of these skills are now the human skills power skills used to be known as soft skills they're all part of what you bring right into your career when you return back to work yeah and and we we have a big problem right now in the tech industry on burnout mm. and i think that highlighting the fact that you know in that you take a year off and in that year you learn to relax you're less likely to burn out that becomes a huge selling point when you come back in if if you decide you want to come back in yeah and and we accept this from large you know from from startup entrepreneurs serial entrepreneurs that go out and make several businesses we accept the fact that they fail and and that they may take a year off and then they might come back and do that we need to be more accepting of that of the people that want to go out and try something and then decide to come back and just you know i tried it didn't work i didn't like it you know i did it for a year and i've yeah, it should be seen back. as an asset that's right it was a failure that's right what you stepped out of the train lines and tried something well, exactly. else you know exactly well like, why did you leave the box well, you and, know? It, it, and it's so i i worked for ibm for three four years and one of the things what ibm really celebrated was this thing called a wild duck and that wild duck is that person who goes in a different you know everybody's going this way that wild duck goes in a different direction and they should be celebrated. That's brilliant. I but, love that. Because they bring they bring different perspectives and they bring different capability. And sometimes, I, the, so have you seen World War Z with Brad Pitt? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Terrible film. Oh, no, it was. <laughs> Not one of my faves. In, in it, they talk about, you know, in when he visits Israel, they talk about, and one person in the governing body has to say no i disagree everybody agrees it has to be this way that one person it's his job to say what if it's not yes and to go down a different direction and and it can be massively powerful in an organization and we've seen some really big organizations transformed because of that one person who could do that and stepping out of your career for a year gives you a perspective if you stay in your career and you continue doing what you've done for the last 10, 15 years. Where's the growth? It's very difficult mm. to have new perspectives. And one of the things that we yeah. see, uh, I mean, notorious. Sorry, I'm just going to interrupt for a sec. This is why travel on the CV is really important. Oh, absolutely. Perspective. It gives perspective, mm. right? If, you, if, if you've never left your hometown and you've always worked at your same job, mm. then if the company throws a curveball at you, yeah. you're not prepared to deal with it. Absolutely. And, and we see this problem a lot in IT. We go in, especially on the consulting side, we go in to help out an organization and we find people that legitimately have been in this role for 20 years and they're great people and they know the business inside and out, except they don't because they don't know what's going on outside of the business that could transform the way that they're working. Yeah, and I think one of the things I've seen a lot in the past 10 years are leadership teams that have been very settled and safe oh, yeah. for a while. And when there's a mix-up, like when, I, you know, when I've worked for a government agency, there was quite a mix-up, you know, an addition. But, and they, they brought in uh, Māori Pacifica and they brought in different ages and one woman, CK, <laughs> token woman and your token Maori. Maori, sorry about my terrible pronunciation everyone. And the thing is is that leading with vulnerability. Yep. Brené Brown, just quote her again. 
are you brave enough to have somebody that comes in and goes, well, no, what if it isn't? Yeah. What if you're, you, you're wrong? What Or what if you haven't considered this? And it's only through having an agitator yeah. that you get that growth because you're oh, yeah. the people that are very comfortable in their mindsets and safe in their ivory towers then are they brave enough to think out of the box are they brave enough to have a 21 year old up there with yeah. some advice from their youth perspective yeah. Yeah. and let's be clear when everything is even keel you can get away with not having out of the box thinking but we live in unprecedented times. We're in IT, well, yeah. When's it even? <laughs> well, so the, the technology changes have only accelerated over the last 15 years. In the last two years, we've gone through a worldwide pandemic. Climate change, whether you believe that humans cause it or not, is, is significant and is coming at us like a freight train. Overpopulation, financial. The financial markets are doing some really interesting things right now. If you believe that you could just live in an even keel world and not have to deal with things outside of the box, then you might be a little bit surprised on what happens in the next six, six months to five years. And as an organization, your organization may not survive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I, I think we're veering off the topic a little bit mm. of career but um, it's a establishes, reason, but it's... It's a reason why you want those... Absolutely. You want those resilient people, and you want to you bring do. people in who have had different perspectives. You want and there's a lot of study around this as well. Oh, yeah. There's a huge amount of study around, you know, how people cope with change and how they cope with uh, constant, you know, who moved my cheese and all that sort of stuff. And the skill set to adapt to that is really sought after in oh, the leadership and so I think in career beginners developers and establishers anything that you have in that aspect where you've gone out and done something different and you know and back yourself you know these are the skills that I have learned and I think speaking in your language a little bit I'm sure you might want to bullet point them for the AI ML that you know artificial intelligence that oh, you know so yes. it can pick it out and oh, go yeah. you know my transferable skills are you know crisis management facility management financial management you know contract management oh, yeah. with all the schools stuff that you have to do you know that's all contracts so there's a lot there if you think outside the box and you think about what am I bringing into this business, into this role, and you sit there in confidence that what you bring is going to add value to who's going to hire you, you're going to do great. Yeah, and I think if if the people that are out there that, that have taken a break, uh, for whatever reason, if they get nothing else from this podcast, if they get th- that one statement you made, Amanda, that they're that they feel confident that what they're bringing is going to bring a level of value. So if they can see that, if they take nothing else from this conversation, but hey, my different perspective can bring resiliency to this company. I need to put that out there. Then I think this podcast will have succeeded this episode. Absolutely. We should have put it at the beginning. Oh, no. (laughs) The last thing they hear. This, uh, 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 the last thing they hear is the m- one they remember the most. So, Amanda, thank you very much for coming along. This is this is a huge topic. Where can, if people are interested in doing more, we'll put the links on the website, but where can they get in touch with you? Where are you available? In my work, 
address or I'm yeah, on LinkedIn. You, yeah, or LinkedIn. LinkedIn, or, Amanda Watson on you, LinkedIn for Tech Women New Zealand or just look me up on LinkedIn yeah. and um, send me a message. I would be really keen to hear from anyone, not, not just female, but anybody who has been a part of the process of either hiring or being a part of the returning to work as either the maternity section, that sort of the support network or the, the future one that we talked about, the yeah. establishers. Yeah. Have you started your own business have you been an entrepreneur you know but you're coming back in did you go away for six months that sort of thing I'd love to hear from people like that so we can add to the contact and the information's at Tech Women New Zealand and it's Return to Tech so the Return to Tech program I'll definitely make sure that we have those links in the show notes if you're interested yeah thank you very much Amanda this has been the Technology Whisperers